The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. Impact with trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. Impact we trust, it's power, have the guts. We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. We've got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. We've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Greg has the night off, although he actually didn't have the night off. He got stuck on playback uh, for the entire thing, so we gave him this off. Uh, our producer is Alejandro Villegas on the YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit like button. Also subscribe to our podcast feeds because we get different content on those two things. Also check out 5reasonsports.com. want to mention one of our sponsors before we start here. It's Prize Picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You can play Prize Picks on the Final Four coming up on Saturday. If you like the Canes backcourt, jump in there on that. I, I looked at it today. Somewhat favorable, actually. So go to Prize Picks, use the code 5, F-I-V-E, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You could have enjoyed the Heat game today if you were signed up, because I kind of did, because I had Siakam and Bam over, and Bam went over, even though his overall performance was not ideal. All right, so we're going to get to it tonight. Miami Heat lose a game that I'm not going to make excuses for them about. I'm just not. No Jimmy Butler, neck injury, late scratch. But you had enough. You had enough other guys here. The game is supposed to be meaningful. I said on our play-in episode, Alex, that I didn't like the Toronto matchup for them. Uh, they're now 1-6 and six this season against Chicago and Toronto, which are two of the teams that are competing to play them in a play-in, if the Heat can even secure the seventh spot, which I'm not so sure about that. The Heat look like a play-in team or worse right now. They got off to another fast start tonight. 
That's always a bad sign. They were making shots. And then the, to me, I'll go through this. The, the athleticism deficit that they have against this team is just enormous, just in terms of uh, just quick twitch, basically. Like, just long arms. I mean, the Heat don't have any of this, uh, and, and, and they were getting swallowed up defensively. Tyler Hero was the only guy who really showed up tonight. He had 33. I'm not going to bang on him for scoring a lot in the loss. If he hadn't done anything tonight, I mean, this would have been really, really embarrassing. And then this is like a microcosm of the season, just like the last game was where they shot so well and then they couldn't hold it. They, they get to within 10. They're not going to win the game, but they get it within 10 with three minutes left. And then they have a possession with four open looks by three different players and can't knock any of them down. Totally open looks. And then on the other end, uh, you know, Jakob Hodel uh, scores uh, inside and they, they're down 12 and it's over with. Alex, your takeaway from another lost evening. It's hard to come up with just one, right? Like, honestly, this game was just such a damn mess. I think it's the best way to put it. I don't know if they were more of a mess on the defensive end or the offensive end. And that's a problem. And, you know, we spoke about it on playback. And, of course, you can catch us there playback.tv slash five on the floor. We have a good time interacting with the audience and, you know, we make a good time out of these games because that game in itself was not a good time. It was just ugly to watch, even though um, it felt like a faster paced game than, than a lot of uh, the ones that the heat played. And the thing is that tonight it was not a good thing at all. They were playing uh, towards the Raptors pace because they were the ones forcing the turnovers. I don't have the, the numbers right in front of me at this second, but, um, I knew at halftime they were getting blown out the doors and points off turnovers, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> it didn't change from there. I just, in general, the Heat only were not sticking to identity, and of course they were playing without Jimmy. It changes a lot, but I just thought like the way that they were executing on both ends was just terrible. Lack of consistency, just all of it would look like a team that had played the night before, but they didn't. They've been off for a couple nights, so. You know, you, you expected, I think, a little bit more sense of urgency from them. And I, I think it just shows, like, how much they need Jimmy. And, you know, especially on a night where Bam had a really tough shooting night. Man, like, imagine if Tyler wouldn't have given you all that. It's just everything was just, was top to bottom. When you go through the roster, everybody had, was, was kind of a mess tonight. I think Tyler was kind of the one guy who had a really good game. I can't really point to many other guys. Maybe you could say Cody Zeller, <laughs> right, in his return, still looking, you know, solid as ever. But just everything on offense, on defense, everything is a mess. I don't really know how, you know, how else to say it. Brady, four starters other than Tyler in the 33. The four, star, uh, four starters other than him. I'm going to see how it totaled up here. At one point, they were 7 of 31, Let's see how they finished up. Um, not, well, Bam had a little bit of Bam. Bam picked it up a little bit late, so they ended up ten of thirty-five. Ten of thirty-five for those. Uh, for at one point it was seven of thirty-one. Um, three of those guys starting, you just don't know what to expect at this point. Like I, I mean, I, and most usually when you expect something, it's bad. I mean, Gabe can't be consistent. We saw that again tonight. Uh, Love is giving them nothing. I'm just, I'm just at that point. Like it's a, it's a failed experiment. It's not of the Mike baby uh, level at this point, but it has not worked in any way. Um, as Alex talked about, they've had to change the defense to accommodate him and he's just not providing anything on offense to make up for it. 
And then you get a game like that from Bam tonight. And uh, Oladipo is, honestly, he's unplayable at this stage, which is kind of what Eric Spolscher was telling you by not playing him the past two weeks. But then with Jimmy out, he doesn't like to change his, his uh, reserve rotation. So he starts Vic. But just all, I mean, everybody was awful except Tyler. Yeah, pretty much. And on the love thing to start out with, uh, like you talk about like Tyler, like specifically like in this game, like, let's be honest, he was being picked on early in the game on Scotty because there's not a matchup for Tyler. Like this team is just so giant athletic. Like you said, that Scotty just going to have his way on switches or just normal matchups, but it, you can keep him on the floor, obviously when he's playing that level offensively, because he gives you something offensively, even if it wasn't bad, he gives you something offensively where you can keep him on the floor. And then obviously in a game like this, you obviously need him on the floor. When it comes to Kevin Love and kind of make trying to survive his minutes defensively, like every single pick and roll, it is just absolute scramble mode. Uh, you need something offensively. You need a, something a lot more than whatever one one of five shooting. It's just a problem, and I think for one fact, it's one for four from three, and, and not to go completely into Kevin Love talks. I feel like we've done that like so much so often. But I look at these matchups, and I was talking about it on playback, where it's like I, I think back to the Cleveland matchup where they did it with Mitchell. I think to this matchup where they did it with the Van Vliet. He often finds smaller defenders on him. Like, they'll switch it. They're not afraid to switch these matchups and flatten out Tyler, flatten out Kyle, or do anything like that and put a smaller defender on him. He has to take advantage of it. If he cannot take advantage of a low, low to mid-post touch with a Van Vliet on his back, like that, that is, that's the end of the experience. Like that's the end of it. If you cannot take advantage of that and you're making these things defensively to, to kind of tie it all together in terms of the defense. The funny thing is like, I mentioned before, like they, they hedge and recover, and they're in scramble mode. The thing about last year's team, and I was, this is another thing I was talking about during the game is like the last year's defense, which once once again, last year's team is not this year's team. Last year's defense definitely isn't this year's defense. But the thing that made last year's defense what it was, was the fact that they were so good rotationally. Like the positionally off ball, they were in the right spots. On a closeout, they were closing out fully. And they had, if you went by that closeout, they had an extra help defender in the right spot to help down low. Like they were always in the right spots. This team is not. Like the only thing that made them elite early in the season was turnovers. If they force turnovers, if, if Jimmy just hit passing lanes, if Vic could rip the ball out of people's hands, if they found ways to turn the ball over at any capacity with Bam doing things in the back line, that was what made this defense work. This it, It's a totally different dynamic. So now when you add in the fact that you don't have like the same on-ball, in-your-grill type of defenders in, in the starting lineup, now it's like you have to be absolutely amazing positionally to be uh, play at a certain level. They're just not that. So uh, it just feels like this team is constantly playing from behind because as Alex said, like as much as we're talking about the defense, the offense isn't at this level either. So it's like, uh, <laughs> it just shows what you need from Jimmy on a nightly basis. This is one of those games where it's like Jimmy sits out and he's like, Hey, this is my sporting cast. This is what I have around me to work with on a normal basis. I and mean, this is what I make it look like certain nights when I play, uh, against in front of Dwayne Wade courtside and I start going off. So it's just, uh, I don't know what it shows, but the fact is that the, the role players specifically, they need a lot more, and I don't think they're going to get a lot more from, uh, and as much as I talk about the defense and they need to get back to playing and, and leaning defense, can they? Like, that that's the question. Because you could take Kevin Love out and it'll make it better, but it's not going to make it anything close to what we've seen from it previously. Well, we can talk about the tactical stuff, and we can talk about rotation changes, and we can talk about taking Kevin Love out of the starting lineup. We can talk about all that. And it doesn't change this. This team doesn't care enough. So they just don't care enough. And they are, 
I think if you could give them truth serum and say, if we can just get to two weeks from now when this is all over, would you take it? I think two thirds of the guys on this roster would take it right now. I, I don't, I don't see any fight. I don't see any fight in this team. Like things go back. Like the clutch thing has, the clutch thing has obscured the lack of fight in this team because the idea that they get it together in some clutch situations and they've won games so that their record is still better than their net rating suggests it should be because they really should be under 500. We always appreciate the donations here. Like that has obscured the fact that this team doesn't fight except for the, that period of time. It's like, okay, we'll give energy then, right? Like even today, there was that little blip there in the fourth quarter. Duncan came in, they started spacing the floor. They were playing loose. They were out of it. They got within 10. And like I said, then they had the possession where everybody, like, I think, for you know, Caleb missed the jumper. I think Tyler missed two. Kyle missed one. And that was it. Kyle was doing something where he's throwing it off the backboard like he was still in the All-Star game from eight years ago. I, I, I They don't. It just don't seem to be. First thing, they've seemed disconnected since the beginning of the year. We've talked about this. They are living in last year. Gabe Vincent said that to me specifically in the locker room about a week and a half ago. And, like, when they have adversity game to game, like, it's like I knew they weren't going to recover. I liked Toronto tonight even before Jimmy went out because I knew they weren't going to recover from what happened against the Nets. This is not a bounce-back team, Alex. They're not. Like, they're just – they don't have the resolve. They don't play like a Miami Heat team. They are very frustrating. Like I, I like the 16-17 team that missed the playoffs by one game, but that team fought its ass off the second half of the year to go 31 and 10, like against all the odds, right? 30 and 11. This team, they don't fight. Like they it's gone for them. Yeah, and that's one of the things I do think for sure they miss with uh, PJ's departure. Not that, you know, all of the season is about PJ not being here, but that's definitely one of the things he helped bring, not to mention the the on-court stuff with how much Bam is off the perimeter and having a guy who could help step up, step in when Bam was there, all that, right? But just in general, the edge and, you know, the inconsistent energy. Inconsistent at best, I should say, because that's really the best way to, like, to put it. You just – every game, I just find myself repeating myself. Every game they have two quarters where – the defense is worse than the offense. And it's like, I, I don't know who this team is anymore. And that's my biggest problem with them. Before, I knew what they were. And I knew, and, and look, I still know who they are in the sense of I know what they need to be in order to win games. We know what their mm-hmm. blueprint is. But the identity was all defense. They're not that anymore. Like, we've done multiple episodes on this now, including the last one, where I've given out tons of stats just depicting that the defense has fallen off a cliff for the past. I don't know, month, month and a half or so. And no, it's not all on Kevin Love. It's the team in general. Like, they're very lethargic. And they think of themselves as a team that's already been there and done that by the way that they're treating the regular season. Like, we're at the end of the season. We're here, like, watching the standings every day, watching all these different games play out. And, yes, they're on the road without Jimmy. That is tough for sure. But on on a night like tonight, you'd think they'd be a little bit sharper and wouldn't mess around as much without their best player. And then they go out and give you, uh, you know, 15 turnovers to the Raptors, nine, right? Then they go mm-hmm. out and the, the Raptors got 20 points off turnovers to the Heat's 11. They get 13 more shots up overall. And, you know, both teams didn't shoot well from three, but the Raptors, like, doubled you up in the paint and in the mid-range. Like, they, they're playing your game better than you are. Like, I don't know who they are anymore. This double identity thing they're doing where, like, they, they're too cool for school. I'm kind of sick of it. And, like, we're all just looking forward to the playoffs at this point. 
Well, yeah, playoffs, play on, play in something. We're going to talk about that after the break. You're right. They are playing the Heat's game better than them. And you know why? Their roster is better. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, if you told me to swap rosters right now, I probably would. I, I like a lot of what's on Toronto uh, right now better than I like some what's on Miami. But it also is a caring thing. And I've just not gotten that sense this year. Like, the difference is off- the Heat have two guys that have shown you that, you know, they're two guys plus a roster around them that makes sense can can go really far. That's no absolutely that's the biggest I'm, difference. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and there was no Jimmy, and I understand that. I still think they lose tonight, even with Jimmy, just because that's the way that this team has been the whole year. And I just again, I don't get the sense that there's resolve. I feel like they're talking themselves into certain things, like even when they talk to us about, like you know, Tyler saying, you know, about you know, we don't consider ourselves a playing team. Like forever, they said they weren't looking at the standings. Now all of a sudden, they're looking at this. It's like. They're saying what the media and the fans want them to say. I don't think they believe any of it. I, I think they, I, to me, this team feels like it checked out on this season a while ago when they hit a variety of markers and none of those things played out the way that everybody hoped they would play out, right? So you, you get, you, you hope that there are going to be changes before the season. They're worrying, right? Then you come into the season, Oladipo and Yurt were supposed to be counted on as rotation players. That doesn't work out. Then Deadman is supposed to be traded to get him the hell out of the way at a certain point, right? And you don't trade him for two months after he can be traded, right? Then the trade deadline comes and you don't do anything. Then you got the buyout deadline and we warned everybody. I'm sorry. We did a bunch of shows because we're going to do the content. Buyout guys don't help. <laughs> they don't help. Like this is another example. Like Kevin Love has not changed the equation whatsoever. Cody's been fine for his role, but his role is limited. So, I mean, now it's just a point. It's not just us that have been looking at this. Is when Gabe said that to me, you know, we've been living in last year just like you guys have. That told me everything. It tells me that this team has been, like, hoping they could find the magic they found last year and at a certain point realize they can't. And I, and then you have a loss like you had against the Nets where you play as well as you can possibly play offensively for a quarter and a half, and you go into the break up just four, and you beat 31-6 to six to start the third quarter. That's your season. So, I mean, we're going to talk up the last six games because we have to, but I don't think this team wins a play-in game right now. I, I Unless it's Atlanta. Unless it's Atlanta. that's They'll beat Atlanta because they, they'll beat Atlanta because they'll, they'll stifle Trey, but otherwise I don't see it. All right, we're going to talk about some more big picture stuff and some small picture stuff here with Brady and Alex um, after the break here. But during the break, we're going to tell you about a couple of great sponsors. We see Lynette is here. She was with us on Playback tonight as well. Go to A Aggressive Insurance, insurancebylanette.com. That's where you want to go if you need life insurance, if you need renter's insurance, if you need car insurance, especially. She can help you out with that. There's her smiling face. You can, again, check out uh, Lynette and everything she does at insurancebylanette.com. If you have a bad driving record, she will absolutely help you get insurance. I promise you that. 954 581 8800. 954 581 8800. And she's tired of this team, too, as you can see in the comments. But she's still here every day. So you can see the kind of work she's going to do for you, considering the dedication she's showing to this damn team. Also, check out ODM Performance Solutions. That's ODMPSI.com. We've mentioned if you own a business, this is where you go as sort of a headhunter to find you the best high-level employees. But also, if you're looking for an executive job, you go to ODMPSI.com. That's ODMPSI.com. They work with uh, supermarkets, banks, lots of other uh, businesses around the country, and they can help you get into the executive suite. So check it out, odmpsi.com. 
reach out to, to George, Jose, uh, George, Josh, and the rest of their team there over at odmpsi.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. They'll be co-sponsoring a watch party we're going to have, which could be a really depressing experience. So uh, hopefully they'll help you get a job afterwards. April 4th against the Pistons, we're going to be at Tropical Distillers in Miami. So that, that game may be for uh, just to secure a seventh play-in spot. All right, let's get to it. Um, Way to sell the watch party. I mean, I don't want to be blamed. It's going to be depressing. up at the door. Like I said, I'm not going to be responsible for this one because this team can lose all on its, all on its lonesome, and even to Detroit because they've done that before. Y'all have just says we'll have fun at the watch party. Two for one shots prior to tip-off, and we're not going to miss. Unlike these guys, two for one shots uh, prior to tip off. Brady can't have any. All right, let's get to where they go from here. Okay. So Brady, you got six games left. You're in New York tomorrow night. That game was supposed to mean something. It doesn't mean anything now, not for the five seed. They're not catching the Knicks. Um, But do you make changes? Let's say Jimmy plays tomorrow. Well, if Jimmy plays, Oladipo's not going to play. I mean, you can see tonight why Oladipo's not playing. 
But what else do you do? Is there something else you tweak against the Knicks? You've had two competitive games against them. Uh, I don't know if you tweak anything against the Knicks, but I think they're secretly preparing to tweak stuff for the playoffs and play in range. Like, and I know you'll say, well, that's too late then, but I'm looking at this and it's like, you watch tonight and I know we said it before. And I know anybody that watches basketball knows this because it's pretty obvious watching this team, but it's Jimmy Butler or nothing else. Like, that's why you said, like you mentioned the play in thing, but the only reason why there's like a small portion of hope is that Jimmy Butler can just go nuclear. And it's not to say he's going to go nuclear to win this team in NBA finals. But if like you put him in a setting where you're like, oh, I don't trust this team against in a, in a playing game, it's like there's still that portion of hope where it's like Jimmy's just going to take over at a certain point and he can just get you that win. But it's not sustainable. Like it's not sustainable in a seven game series where you're talking about playing after the play and playing a Boston, playing a Milwaukee, playing some of these teams. It's just that's the issue here. Uh, so the play in, I'm not like saying they have no chance almost. Like I know because we're reaching that point where it's like you're watching this team and seeing what they do consistently. But in terms of lineup changes, I think they're at a point now where I said before, they're, you're definitely going to see a shrink in like Kevin Love's minutes or this guy's minutes like once it gets to that point. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to Kayla Martin in the starting lineup fully or Jimmy Butler to the four, which I'm not as much of a fan of because I just mm-hmm. think right now they need to kind of be in your grill defensively. I don't think they don't need an extra shooter because guess what? They don't have any shooters really on the roster <laughs> right now consistently. So like what is even the reason? So it's like, I think in the playoffs, you need to go consistently. You try to go eight. I think you put Caleb Martin in at the four, and you just try to just play Jimmy Butler as much as possible. You try to keep the, the Jimmy Ban Tyler grouping on the floor together as much as possible, which we haven't seen much this season, it feels like. It feels like it's just one or one on the floor, which makes this even worse. Like when we talk about a team that's struggling, mm-hmm. the fact that you need their, their two or three best players that like anchor each lineup. Like it's just, uh, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why they've been so, we were talking earlier about like clutch games and just getting to the clutch. It's the one time of the game where they're all on the floor together. Like it's the one yeah. time where they can actually not be surrounded by different role players that have some sort of big time weakness on either end of the floor. So I don't know. I, I think we know what some of the lineups like tinkering is. I think they're going to have a short, much shorter leash on a guy like Gabe. If he's not shooting well, shorter leash. If Max is not shooting well, shorter leash. Like there's, a, there just has to become a certain point where you just cannot say, well, well, let's just give him another stint to hope he can get hot. Like, that other stint can lose you the game. Like, you got to rotate things yeah. in and out and just continually work things through Jimmy. Because the other thing is the fact that we, we always talk about this guard room. But, like, you watch a team that, like, can force turnovers, play a team that, like, watch these guards and how they react. Like, that is why Jimmy's so important. It's not the fact that yeah. he's just usually the best player on the floor. He is, an uh, like, an all-time hub. Like, at any moment in the game, he is a hub. He's, he can just get you into whatever you want to get into. Whereas when you're relying on this team's guard play, it's not going to go well. So... Uh, it's just get Jimmy to the dance and see if he can make some noise, but it, it's not going to be probably a lot of noise. <laughs> it just does not feel like that with the way these, these role players are playing. I mean, you mentioned get me to the dance. Uh, you know, I'm watching the NCAA tournament. I'm seeing guards get teams into offense better than the guards get the team into offense here with the heat, the <laughs> transition spacing. I've never seen anything like it. I really have never seen, I've never seen anything like it. Like they all just run into each other. Like, I, I don't understand. Eric Holscher is the whole thing. missing some sound effects. why that hasn't gotten fixed this year. I don't get it. It's They're the worst transition NBA team I've literally ever seen. Like, I, they do not know how to run. They, do, they, they don't know how to get out on the break. They don't know how to space. They don't. We know should never complain play. about a hero transition three, I said earlier. Like, I after what we've them. seen. Take, take your shots, Tyler. I'd rather he take the shots than them get into the paint and try to do something. It's ridiculous. 
Alex, I'm going to let you close here with one topic, okay? Because the conversation on Twitter, I looked at it. It's not about Kevin Love tonight. It's not about Vic. People have given up on both of them. Uh, it's not about Gabe. A lot have given up on him, too. It's not about the role, guys. It's not about Jimmy sitting. It's not about Tyler's good game uh, offensively. It's about Bam. It's, it's come back to Bam. And I and I feel like this is where we're at. And I thought our Sean Rochester had a very good comment and playback tonight where he said he's a great connector of stars. He's an elite connector of stars, which I think he is. But that's different from being a star, right? And and this is the kind of game where, like, because you know I, this podcast is the BAM cheerleading podcast, okay? But, like, I'm at the point now where it's like, all right, prove me right in some of these games. Like, come out tonight and get 30 and 14 and be consistent offense. I mean, he had a lot of garbage yeah. in the fourth quarter to pad the stats. Like, it, he was he was, he was, was 3 of 13 at one point. Alex? He can't just pull the trigger and score 30. That is what everybody needs to accept. Bam Adebayo is an awesome player who's worth the money, and I'm not even going to entertain the whole star, not a star conversation. And I'm not going to entertain the not a, you know, max contract, not a max contract conversation because you don't need to be a number one option on a uh, – championship team to be considered a star like we're just getting into semantic stuff here the guy is a top five defensive player in the league and we know we talked about some playback and give you 20 and 10 whenever he wants the problem is he is not a number one option and i think people have to stop expecting it i just i'm so sick of the conversation with bam always being bam has to do more bam has to do more Bam has to do more like he had a not good night tonight so we could say that about tonight but when it comes to overall like he's done his job now, he's been more lethargic recently, and I think that's a problem with the rest of the team. But I just think, you know, and, and Bam is included in that, of course. But I just think, like, it's gotten so over the top where it's really, I think it's about the deficiencies of the rest of the team where guys are not stepping up to the plate, and all of a sudden, Bam has to score 30. Like, yes, like Walt Dog 1, 2, 3, 4 is saying in the chat, 30 points is not his game. Like, the guy can't just step into that. He is capable of having big scoring nights and was doing a great job of it in the first half of really getting to his spots. But like, really come on, what are we doing here? The rest of the team has to do their job and Bam did not do enough tonight. That's, that's fine. That's valid. That's fair. But just the, the declarations about who he is as a player, I just think it's, uh, they've gotten over the top. I'm not saying what you're saying, Ethan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that what you're saying is ridiculous or anything like that. I just think, you know, I end up playing defense for Bam because I just think it's so like he ends up going so underrated just by E fans. And it's like, man, we can't appreciate what a guy does unless he's giving you the big time scoring output and looking like a traditional star. And I just think you got to appreciate him for what he is, which is a great second option, great third option on offense. But he is not the number one guy. He's not the number one guy. I'm with you on this. He had 21, 12, and four tonight. So the numbers cosmetically looked better than I think his game actually was. But I do think these are reasonable questions to ask as we go forward because we keep referring to this as it's the not Bam his fault. The pain has collapsed every time. At, we, we keep we keep discussing this as the Bam Tyler build, the Bam Tyler build going forward. And what this year has shown is that. This is so still still so much Jimmy Butler's team that they literally are incapable of functioning without him. And I, so and you know our concern before the season was what Jim what they were going to look like what Jimmy's contract was going to look like in a year or two. Well, what Jimmy's contract is going to look like is he's going to miss more games like he missed tonight. Okay, he's probably still going to be playing at a high level when he plays because of the way he conditions himself and the way he thinks the game. 
but they are going to have to develop an infrastructure here. Whereas Jimmy ages and he plays even less, like they have other guys who can carry. And I think what we've seen this year, and again, I'm saying this on a night where they had 54 of the heat's total points, but the Bam and Tyler have not carried them to wins in these games this year. And that is ultimately what the two of them are getting paid for to a certain degree. They're not being paid just to be complimentary guys. They're being paid to, it's like when Braun would miss a game during the big three era, which didn't happen much. I know these guys are not hall of famers at this stage, like, like, uh, like Wade and Bosch were, but Wade and Bosch carried them to plenty of wins in those situations to be a championship team. You're number two and number three have to be able to carry you when your number one is out. Tyler tried offensively tonight. He got cooked defensively, so it makes up for a little bit on the other end. It's the big three, right? Right. But I'm just saying, I understand it's not the big three, but then I'm saying, okay, that team competed for championships. You're trying to build a team to compete for championships, and I think the decisions that the front office has to make this offseason is, it, as Jimmy gives us less over time, do Bam and Tyler have what it takes to make up for it and carry us over the threshold and I think the evidence this year so far is no. And that's why it's the Jimmy Bam build. <laughs> but I think that answer is so dependent on the players that are around Bam and Tyler. I know your point is about stepping up, but it's like, even let's think back to last year specifically. When Jimmy was out, it wasn't, they didn't win those games because Bam and Tyler went crazy. It was the fact that their role players were playing out of their mind. Like it was like the fact that the PJ Tuckers and the Max Struces and the Gabe Vincents were just absolutely playing great. So it's like, you can probably get away with that with Bam and Tyler stepping up, if you have your, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, like playing average, like they don't need a lot. They don't need what they did last season. They need an average version. So I feel like that that's kind of the, the variant to me. They look like they want the season to be over with. They just look like they want the season to be over with. That, that's totally how this weird. looks to me. Yeah. Right. Well, we do, but we don't, I would like to have a playoff series to talk about, but I look, look I thought if they could get to six, if they could get to six and give Jimmy Philadelphia in front of him. All right. That was the chance to make this season interesting, but they have squandered every opportunity here to get to six. And at seven, I'm telling you, if they draw Toronto in that, they're not, they're not getting out of the plan. I don't think they're winning that game. I just don't. I'm sorry. Even with Jimmy, even at home, which is no guarantee it's going to be at home at this point. The sequel to two seasons ago ending with another Bucks <laughs> matchup in the first round. I mean, that would be the best possible scenario at this point is to actually get that. Well, I don't think they're getting there. I mean, I think they're probably going to they'll probably draw the Celtics, right? They get seven most likely. I'm saying if they lose the play and they get the, the, the Bucks, right? If they end up winning the second game. And, well, if they you know, win they... the second game, sure. But, I mean, do so you, you think even they lose two in a row? Let, let, let's say the second game is against Chicago. They're 0-3 against Chicago. And, again, I know there were extenuating circumstances and some of the – Jimmy missed one of the, at least one of those this games. This is sick. But – this is how we feel tonight. I'm sorry. This is this is it. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow for more of this fun. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, odmpsi.com, insurancebylanette.com. Uh, that's A aggressive insurance, <coughs> and of course, prize picks. Use code five F I D E. Also on Better Edge, we're offering huge promotions leading up to the South Florida Final Four uh, coming up on Saturday. So we've got a lot of stuff. If you make bets on FAU and Miami, you can be handsomely rewarded. So check it out. Sign up for betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. Try to have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.